We're going to start this week's episode off with a story. Probably about a week ago, give or take, maybe, maybe it was a little bit longer than that, I started to notice that I was having some pain in my jaw area, the, the right side of my jaw. Now, my particular medical history caused me to immediately wonder whether it had something to do with my teeth. I, my, my dental history is rich, is extensive. I have a dental implant on that side of my mouth because I am, as my dentist puts it, an Olympic level grinder. That's, that's, I, I don't think he gives that to very many people. He doesn't, he doesn't pay that comment to just anybody. He saves it for the, you know, the Olympic level grinders, such as myself. Anyway, and yes, I do have a bite guard. Currently, they're over the counter. Pick them up at CVS, boil them and fit them yourself bite guards, and my dentist really wants me to get a real, what he calls a real one, a more sturdy one, a longer-lasting, actual fitted-to-my-mouth one. So, but in the meantime, I'm, I'm using these cheapo ones. And so, again, pain in my jaw, and immediately I'm thinking, oh goody, another tooth issue. And so I, I, I was evaluating it. It, it would hurt a little bit. It, it would, I would get some pain when, when I would chew in particular, which added to my wonderings about the, the source, the cause of, of this issue. And, and so I, I continued to monitor it. I was, I was inching closer to making another appointment, even though, you know, just my own feeling around in there, it, it didn't feel like anything was broken, was cracked, was irritated, anything like that. And, and so that, that made me wonder. It made me think, well, I, maybe I need to, to, to pay better attention to what is, is happening here. And that's, when, when I stopped and I decided, let's clear the table, let's clear the slate, maybe it is, maybe it isn't a tooth thing, but let's, let's consider where the pain is. And that's when I began to pay more attention to what was going on with my right ear. I had noticed that, you know what, the, this pain... Sure, there's there's pain when I chew, but but when I I'm not chewing anything, the there there's still some pain, but it's higher up in my face. It seems to be centralized in my ear, rather than a little lower my jaw or any of my teeth, and so that caused me to think back. It's it's allergy season. 
and I have particularly bad allergies, and probably a week before I had noticed this pain that that I had the 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 allergies were hitting me hard. My nose wouldn't stop running. My my throat was incredibly sore. The, the up and down temperatures in Northeast Ohio have not been doing me any favors. And, and so I, I had this, a lot of drainage, a, a lot of nose blowing, a lot of sinus and throat things. And so I, I, this noticing of what was happening in my ear caused me to think, well, that did happen a week earlier. So I'm wondering if maybe I have some kind of infection that's not in my teeth, that's not in my jaw, that's not in my mouth at all, but rather in my ear. And, and so I decided first I'd try to do this by myself because I'm just that kind of a stubborn person. And so I used some earwax drops. Maybe it was earwax buildup. And so I, I would use these... Well, again, over-the-counter earwax drops that really didn't help a whole lot. I used these for a day or two, and nothing was changing, really. In fact, there was, there was one time that I used them. It actually caused my ear to burn, a burning sensation. So this isn't good. This has to be more than earwax issues. And so finally, that, is, that was the moment, that was the cause, the catalytic event, if you will, that finally caused me to make an appointment to have it looked at. And I did so. I saw a very nice nurse practitioner who looked in my ear and said, oh yeah, there's an infection in there. But thankfully, I guess as things go, it's not an ear, inner ear infection. It was located rather in the ear canal. She said, my eardrum looks fine. Maybe there's a little fluid behind it, but that's not really the main issue. The main issue is that my ear canal looks red and irritated and swollen. And so I was sent home with some different eardrops that I have been faithfully taking for the past couple of days. And they're working. They're doing their job. I have, I have one more time having to take them today, the day that this is being recorded, but I can tell there there's a noticeable difference happening. There's still there there there's still what I guess feels to me like a little bit of a of a blockage. I can't hear as well. It it feels like a one good ear pop would make it all better, even though it actually won't, because that's not the source of the problem exactly. And so it's it's just it's irritating. It's it's annoying. It's an annoying thing that is happening to my body. It it is not it's not really preventing me from doing 
any of the things that I normally do over the course of the day. It's, it's not causing me so much discomfort that all I feel like doing is, is lying in bed and, and just nurturing myself back to health as if I have something more serious. Rather, it's just this constant little irritating presence that I can't get rid of, that is slowly getting better. And I can, I can notice, it's, it's noticeably getting better. But still, in the meantime, it's just this little, this little thing that is reminding me that it is there, no matter what else I do. And, and, it, and it's just, it's causing just enough of an issue that I can't totally forget that it's present. And yet, and yet, it's enough. It's just irritating enough, is what I'm saying. So, I want to start out with that story because I think we can name our each our own proverbial ear infections. They might be physical in nature, or they might be they might have some other source, or they might have some other character or nature to them. Maybe it's something more mental or emotional or spiritual or relational. Something that gets under our skin just enough to keep us just a little bit off balance as we do our best to deal with it and in the meantime relegate or resolve to have to live with it. Welcome to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. So what are those things that you could name for yourself? Regard your 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 own proverbial earaches, your own proverbial ear infections, those things that that keep you just enough off balance, that keep you just self-aware enough. You you have to they're they're the types of things that you have to give a, at least a little bit of attention because they won't 
leave you alone. They're, they're the sorts of things that, that do alter your day or they can alter the way that you approach your day or the way that you maneuver through your day as as an example not not only am i as i continue to to treat this infection like chewing i i do it, it makes me more mindful of the types of foods that i eat it makes me mindful of even how much i eat at times because i just don't want the pain anymore it it also uh, the the prescription for my eardrops is i have to go and lay on my side four times a day to administer these and i and i have to just lie there for 5 to 10 minutes each time so so not only do i have to have to schedule these or have to be mindful of how many times I do this, but then that's five or 10 minutes out of my day that I'm not doing something else. So what, what are those things in your life? What, what are the sorts of things that are, are limiting you? You, you have to limit the way that you interact in certain situations or you have to build treatment of it into your day or into your week or or its constant presence that it never lets you completely forget will will cause you to to approach your day in particular ways or approach certain activities or even refrain from certain activities in particular ways. As I am dealing with this ear infection, my wife is dealing with an ankle sprain. So that is currently her proverbial ear infection. Or we could say that my ear infection is a proverbial ankle sprain. It, this this metaphor is, is very flexible. I, hopefully you get the idea by now as to what exactly this where we're going with this. So so but maybe maybe it's not a physical thing. Maybe maybe it is something where you have to tend to your mental or emotional health in particular ways. And that may include doing your best to stay away from particular situations that will perhaps bring back certain memories or feelings. Maybe maybe it's more of a spiritual something spiritual in nature. Something some maybe it's a question you can't resolve or maybe it's a feeling of doubt or despair or desolation that that is just hanging in there even just enough that it throws your faith, it's throwing your faith or throwing your approach to sp your spiritual life into just at least that tiniest amount of unbalance. So what, whatever it is, the first thing, of course, I've said this before on this podcast, the very first thing 
is to acknowledge it. The very first thing is to figure out what it is, to name it. As soon as we do that, then we have a better idea of what we're dealing with. And once we know what we're dealing with, we may, may, not always, but hopefully may, come up with better ideas as to how to deal with it. I want to bring up another person who was dealing with his own proverbial ear infection, and that would be a guy by the name of the Apostle Paul. In his second letter to the Corinthians, in chapter 12 of this letter, he, he describes, or he alludes to, he hints at his, what, his own version of an ear infection. So, so he, he's talking about people's experiences, people's spiritual experiences, including his own. And at one point in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given to me in the flesh. To keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to God about this, that it would leave me. But God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell within me. Paul had a big thing about redefining strength and weakness in his letters. I, I, I go into this quite a bit in, uh, in my book, The Doctor and the Apostle, that, that Paul... Paul says, well, the crucifixion, that, that was, a, to most people, by most measurements, a, a sign of weakness. But through the resurrection, God redefined what real power is. And Paul also hints, he, he hints at this thorn in the flesh. He never actually names it. He never actually, he doesn't come out and say, what exactly it is, but it, it reading context clues in this letter and in other letters, it doesn't seem as if he was the 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 strongest looking person. He didn't have the strongest looking physical appearance. That he wasn't necessarily the best speaker. And so these, among others, there are lots of theories that, that biblical scholars have put out over the centuries as to what exactly this thorn is. But, but, but Paul here is saying, even though I have to deal with this constantly present, irritating thing in my life, this constantly present source of irritation uh, that makes me weaker, that, that is constantly with me and I can't get rid of it no matter what I do. 
God is still with me, even when I am feeling off balance, even when I am feeling off kilter, even when I am feeling weak. For whenever I am weak, he says in verse 10, then I am strong. God is providing strength even in weakness. So Paul is saying, you know, this keeps this thorn in the flesh keeps me from being too proud, from being too sure of myself, from being overly confident, let alone arrogant. It, it's it's he he views it as if nothing else uh, a a source of humility and a constant reminder to depend on God for the things that he can't do for himself. And so whatever this thing is for you, whatever this thorn is for you, whatever this proverbial ear infection is for you, whatever this proverbial ankle sprain is for you, there are things that we can still learn from it. There are things that can still give us growth as we pay attention to it. Can our thorns in the flesh teach us? What can we learn from our own proverbial ear infections? As I ask this question, as I pose this question to you, as I invite you to think for yourself about this question, there, there's a certain way that I hope you do not hear it. And so I want to I, I want to just acknowledge this and I and I want to to go ahead and and avoid certain interpretations of this question. It, please don't hear any kind of toxic positivity. Oh, just look on the bright side. I I really don't want to give off that kind of a vibe and I don't I don't want to minimize the very real implications or the very real circumstances that your own thorn in the flesh may be causing for you and, and so I, I want to go ahead and start off with that because I, I think it's just important that the, the, the type of faith and the type of God that I believe in is not one that minimizes pain and is not one that 
wants to ignore or push aside suffering. You know, I've, I've talked about the cross on this episode already. We just came out of a season, a, a, the church season of Lent, which is all about acknowledging the cross and all about acknowledging suffering. And, and so I suffering and pain and, and acknowledging it and dealing with it, it is very much something that God is interested in doing if we take seriously the type of God who is revealed in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. So, so that, that's how I want to start off the, this little piece so, what 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 kind of lessons, hidden lessons, might there be in a proverb in our own proverbial thorn in the flesh? I want to start out with humility, the same place Paul started, to keep me from being too elated. I had this thorn in the flesh to keep me from being too confident in my own strength or in my own abilities there was this thorn in the flesh humility can be a big one where we realize our own limitations where we learn something about our the the limitations or the ends of our own capabilities or our own knowledge that it's not going to be just about powering through as some self-help corners, including faith-based ones, will, will tell us to do. But instead, we recognize that there are certain things that we just, that, that are outside of our own strength, that are outside of our own knowledge. And so we turn to others Instead, the, the example from my ear infection is me thinking, well, I, I can just, I can wait this out and I can just use these earwax drops and eventually it'll be fine. And after a few days, no, it was not going to magically get better. And so that leads me to my second lesson that a thorn in the flesh can provide, and that is dependence. Dependence upon others for what we cannot do for ourselves. So eventually I went to see a nurse practitioner. And she was able to diagnose. She was able to give me what I actually needed to deal with what I was dealing with to, to actually heal it. And that came from me realizing that I was dependent upon the expertise of others in order to get what I needed. I also want to, for people of faith, this can be a lesson in our dependence upon God as well. Or our dependent, however, if, if, if the word for you is not God, then the, the dependence on 
the transcendent that we know. What, whatever that is, however it is that you define it and name it. But our dependence on those things outside of ourselves, whether it is a transcendent or whether it is community, what, what, whatever, however we define that, we, we come to the end of ourselves and it's time, there comes a point where we need the strength and the reassurance and the support and the knowledge and wisdom that others have because we've exhausted our own. Another lesson. A lesson of patience. So, when I have to put these eardrops in, I have to lie there for five or ten minutes each time. That's, doing some quick math, that's 20 to 40 minutes out of my day right now when I'm just lying on my side waiting for these drops to do their thing. 20 to 40 minutes I could be doing something else. But instead I'm, I'm, I'm lying there because I want this to get better. It doesn't happen quickly. It, it, it takes time and intentionality to, to deal with it. And that's, there, there's no getting around it. There's no quick fix for this. And I, I think it might, it's probably safe to presume that whatever, whatever each of our thorn in the flesh is, there isn't a quick fix for that either. Otherwise, it, it would be gone already. So, th this, this lesson in patience, where we have, to, we, we have to do our part to not only intentionally do what we need to do for whatever the thorn is, but to know that if it is ever to improve, or if we are at least ever able to find or achieve some quality of life while it is with us, then that will take some time to figure out and some time to adjust. So patience. The other big example for me, I've talked on this and I've written on the blog as well about a shoulder injury that I had about a year ago now that took forever to get to a point where I wasn't scared to move it in certain ways. It still bothers me from time to time. If I do something a little, a bit, a lot more strenuous, it, it'll get agitated and I'll have to step back and I'll have to give it the care and attention that it needs when that happens. That was my thorn in the flesh before this ear infection, and it still kind of is. So it takes a lot of time. And it takes a lot of trial and error to figure out, well, what does my life look like, at least for now, during this season that this thorn is with me? And 
that circles back to the other things I've mentioned. Who who else can I depend on during this season? Because I can't do this by myself. So who else is, is going to provide the support and strength and wisdom and knowledge that I need to keep going? And of course, each of our thorns are different. So the answer, the answers to all these questions are going to be different for each of us. But nevertheless, nevertheless, there are answers to be found. There are lessons to be learned. And we may not enjoy them. We don't enjoy the thorns in the first place. So why would we enjoy what we might learn through them? And maybe it would be better that we learn them in other ways instead. That, that why, why do we have to learn them in this way? That, that's another worthwhile question for us to think about and to answer and to ponder and to wrestle with. But nevertheless, the circumstances being what they are, the thorns being what they are, the lessons will be what they are as well. And so, whatever those thorns are for you, and whatever those lessons are for you, my hope is that you are finding transcendent. And you are finding community. And that the intention and the patience that you need to get through this thorny season are with you and will sustain you through to something new. Thank you for listening to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writing, including all of my books, at jeffreyanelson.com. You can also find me on social media, Jeffrey A. Nelson on Facebook, and I'm at Bold Roast Rev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great week.